The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is The Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very much uh, for joining us. I was just discussing with Ted something really gruesome. When you think of all the things that have happened at the border, how about the fact that the temperature down there right now is over 100 degrees? A couple of days in a row, if not more. So the, as you know, and or should know, the cartels are in control of the border. The United States government has zero, none, control of the border. The Border Patrol, uh, the best they can do is help people over. They're not allowed to stop people from coming over. Uh, in fact, uh, the uh, Biden administration is at odds with the Abbott administration, the governor, because they put a barrier in the river to stop people from coming over. And they want to either civilly sue them or criminally prosecute them for interfering with the federal function. The federal function of what? Letting illegals in? I mean, this is, this is like, uh, Never Neverland. It's ridiculous. Abbott is trying to stop illegals from coming in. And the federal government wants to stop him from stopping people from coming in. And, uh, the, 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 uh, cartels who really don't give a damn about human life at all have figured out that even in the best of times, when it gets up to a hundred, 105, 110, the border patrol takes a siesta. So that's a good time, uh, to send people over the border unless you want to get them killed. And they usually didn't do that in the past. Now they're sending people over the border and people are dying in record numbers. So why does the cartel do it? Because they get the money anyway. The person is paying 200, 300, 400. Why not take the two, 300, 400, send them over the border and let America collect the bodies? That's who you're dealing with when you're dealing with the Sinaloa cartel or any of the others. These are vicious animals that run this organization, except never mistake the fact they're very intelligent, vicious animals, which is why Texas has seized more than 422 million doses of fentanyl since 2021. That's more than enough to kill America twice. That's what we seized. Think of what's gotten through. We don't see at least half the people that come through. So we've had about 4 or 5 million that we know about, which means we've had about 2 to three million we have never taken a look at. So we seized 422 million doses. At least that many has gotten through. Uh, witness the fact that we have record deaths. We have the number of people dying of fentanyl that die in a war. Almost 100,000 last year. If we were at war with China, I'm not sure that many people would die if we were having a conventional war. So China is... Achieving the goal of a war. They're killing a hundred thousand of us, but they're not, if they were trying to do that in a war, we would be killing them. And it would be costing them money. And they'd be wearing down. No, no. None of them are dying. And they're making money. Billions. Why? Because of one man. The man who sits in the White House who opened the border. When he came into office, we had two years in a row of fentanyl going down because of the efforts of Donald Trump. I know this really well because my son Andrew worked on this. And they work really hard to turn that around. It included this stay in Mexico part of it, which the demented president we had did away with immediately. 
He is directly responsible for the increase in the number of people who have died fentanyl because of his communist policies, his ridiculous idea of an unpatrolled open border, which destroys a country, or possibly because he's demented, all of which is true. So, I mean, that just begins the case I'm about to make before we go to break. And then we're going to have a very interesting guest who's going to show, who's going to show you how you can, in this time of government intrusion into every part of your life and, uh, and technological intrusion by the people who conspire with the government to take away your rights, how you can protect yourself. That'll be after the break. Now, I want you to notice something because it's time. It's time for Biden to go. He's done too much damage, and it's time for somebody to emerge from the shadows. And a Democrat, it's got to be a Democrat, just like in Watergate, it was a Republican, Barry Goldwater. It's time for somebody to emerge that actually loves their country more than wealth, power, the Democrat Party, but actually loves America because this man is destroying America, Biden. He's destroying us. First of all, he is ruining our honor. H-O-N-O-R. Do you know what that is? That's worth everything. You die to preserve your honor. He's destroying the honor of this country. This country is now being regarded throughout the world as a crooked, dishonest country. I mean, yesterday's headline, uh, Ukraine doesn't have enough money for arms. How much money have we given Ukraine? Do we keep track of it? No. Does Biden refuse to keep track of it? No. He doesn't, he doesn't keep track of it. And is he compromised by Ukraine? One thousand percent. Do, do, aren't we at the point now where you have to be a fool not to know that he's taken massive bribes? How, how about, uh, today with, uh, with his, with his press secretary, the liar? Well, she's not the liar in chief. She's the number two liar in chief. Corrine Pierre Liar, whatever her last name is, I've forgotten. Corrine Pierre Paul, right? Isn't that it? Corrine so, Jean Pierre. Oh, Jean Pierre Liar. Uh, the, the reality is they have made a subtle little change, right? So for 10 years, here's what it is. For 10 years, Joe has said, I don't know anything about my son's foreign business. I don't know anything about his foreign business. I don't know anything about my brother's foreign business. I never talk about it with him. Now, I want you to listen to cut number five, and I want you to listen very carefully to how Corrine Jean-Pierre describes it. But I want you to listen. This requires uh, uh, a little discipline. Listen carefully to what she says, because the more carefully you listen, the bigger a liar she will be in the entire administration. And this is the reason they should be impeached and thrown out of office. Here's number five. Uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the oversight committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. 
curious if the White House and the President still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his business. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The President ha was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. Okay, now, uh, play number one, and we'll listen to her boss and how he put it. It's not a subtle difference. It's a major difference. And it's a lie, and it's a false exculpatory statement, and it's the reason why he should be impeached and out of office by tomorrow. Listen to this. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand him? by that. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. Even when my son was the attorney general of the state of Delaware, we never discussed anything. So there'd be no potential conflict. I mean, is it, could it be any clearer? Could it be any clearer? He has been saying for years, I never discussed business with my son. She now says he never was in business with his son because the evidence that he discussed business with his son is overwhelming. There are pictures of about 20 people that he met with that his son was doing business with. There are tape recordings indicating that he just in his own voice indicating that he discussed his son's clients in China. We played that for you yesterday. There's a new witness coming along that has them doing in their pants what they're not supposed to be doing. And that's De Devin Archer, who will say that on 27 occasions, at the conclusion of one of these crooked business deals, he put the father on the phone to bless it. He had dinner with numerous uh, ones. There's a uh, uh, an email with a guy thanking him, the number two guy at Burisma, for having a meeting with his father. There's that guy uh, texting him saying it's time to take care of us when uh, Joe had to fix the case for them. There's the owner of Burisma saying he gave Joe a $10 million bribe. There's the prosecutor, Shokin, that people forget, but I have him on tape that says that Joe called Poroshenko five times to get him fired so the Burisma case could be thrown out against his son and against and against uh, uh, Zloshevsky. There's a, uh, a, a communique from the Latvian government notifying the Ukrainian government that the Bidens are involved in a money laundering transaction involving then-Vice President Biden. It involved about $3.2 million. It's all on paper. By the way, there's actual proof that he was involved in business. What the hell do you think that thing is about 10% for the big guy? That's a contract. What do you think the, 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 the email is when Joe asked the keys for the office, for the new business with the Chinese communists? He says, I need a key for Joe and I need a key for my stepmother. Jill was going to have an office there. How about the money that went to 
went to Joe's sister from 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 the Chinese or from the Ukrainians, and now the IRS is not allowed to interview her. What's his sister doing getting money from foreigners? Is there anybody in the Biden family that's clean? They are stinking this country up. They smell. They smell a corruption. They smell a perversion. And they smell of evil. The way he's treating his granddaughter is evil. It tells you all everything you need to know about this lifetime criminal. It is disgraceful that there isn't a single hero in Washington willing to walk in his office and say, get the hell out of here, you bum. We'll be right back. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. I uh, I checked with the White House and my request that Biden leave hasn't worked. He's still there, and no Democrat has shown up at the White House trying to be Barry Goldwater. And I refer to Barry Goldwater because of the height of Watergate. Barry Goldwater, probably the most conservative Republican, the most loyal Republican, and probably the most honorable, uh, went to his friend Richard Nixon and said, Mr. President, maybe he called him Dick. I don't know. It's time for you to leave. Now you're hurting the country, and I can't take that. You might be my friend, I might love you, and whatever, and I might even feel it's unfair. But it's too much now. Come on now. It's too much now with Biden. It's too much. And his son, and his son uh, just, uh, we we got somebody who bought a painting and then got an appointment by, by his father. Hey, you're making a fool out of us. I have with me Millie Weaver. Millie is, uh, has her own very, very successful podcast called Millennial Millie. It's been on for quite some time and has broken all kinds of news. Uh, but she and her husband Gavin have developed a technology that is now oper- operable that solves, uh, one of the major problems that you have, which is the spying on you that goes on uh, for commercial purposes, for political purposes, and who knows what other purposes. It's called QUX. Why don't you explain it uh, to them, Millie? Because I think this is a real breakthrough. Right. So many people don't realize that their electronic devices, their smartphones, their smart TVs, these these home devices that they have, their assistants, they are actually collecting data. They are watching you. They are monitoring what you're doing. And all of that is monetizable. These companies are profiting billions of dollars off of your privacy and most people, they don't realize that this is happening to them. But I think more people are starting to catch on when they're having conversations about something. Maybe it's chocolate. And the next thing you know, you see your social media feed and you're seeing a bunch yeah, right. of chocolate advertisements on there. So people are starting to realize that they're being surveilled. They're being targeted. But they don't really fully understand what that all is. They don't realize that this is actually technology that the military developed in private companies that was used to target terrorists in other countries with smart bombs. Well, now you're just being targeted with smart advertisements on social media or smart political campaign messaging. Like who, like finding out who wants to vote for Trump or who wants to vote for Biden and therefore focusing on bringing them out to vote or maybe even discouraging the people on the other side from voting. And this was done really in the last couple of elections, wasn't it? Absolutely. And the Obama campaign actually revolutionized 
a lot of the data collection on voters. They bragged that they had every single name of the voters that voted for him, the 69 million Americans. So you're not even really truly having privacy in your vote because they are monitoring what you're doing on your devices to the extent where they can already predictively analyze who you're going to vote for. And that makes it easier to engage on on their part in election meddling. And you're giving up this information without knowing you are. It's not as if you're uh, freely doing it and filling out applications or they're picking it up from from uh, essentially spying on your behavior. That's the way I would describe it. Right. So it's not that the government is spying on you anymore. What's happening is third party companies are spying on you and you're waiving that right in the terms and conditions and they're selling that data. And oftentimes the government buys it or foreign governments buy it or private companies buy it. And so what we've created with QUX is we have created a tech company that is going to rival Apple and Google Android and protect well, your We're going to take a short break and we'll become right back. What does QUX stand for? Quantum User Experience. Okay, we'll be right back with Millie. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I still have Millie uh, Weaver with me. And Millie is going to describe what she and Gavin have developed that uh, doesn't allow this kind of intrusion into your privacy, but still allows you to get all of the channels, all of the uh, services that you get, uh, you know, right now on your box. Right. So. Our device is something that you can plug into your television and now you can use your television as a social television type experience. So in the portal universe, you can watch your favorite content creators, videos, live streams, music, everything we would normally watch from, uh, from, uh, Newsmax, uh, even you can even, you even have CNN, don't you? Well, we also have too bad, but yeah. basically we also have TV subscriptions as well. TV so subscriptions, you can uh, also regular channels, all the sports. Right, you can actually cut your cable from your cable subscription and get QUX TV on our QUX TV boxes, and you can pay half the price that you're currently paying for your cable television subscription, and you can get all the best premium TV channels and more. I mean, it's. Really, there's so much on there, Rudy. I mean, you've seen it. It's- no, no, no. I've seen it, and I, I use it, and it's it, it, it's good. I mean, it's great. It's just exactly the same, except for half the price. Plus, nobody is finding out what I'm watching, and that's not being reported to anybody. Or, or if I use the television to buy something, what I'm buying, or right, right. So you have absolute privacy using this device, which you don't have on other devices out there currently on the market. I mean, they're selling your data to other companies and, you know, really and truly, I think we need to start caring more about our privacy. But also, QX doesn't just only address the privacy issues and concerns. It also helps address censorship issues as well. And that's why in the portal universe, that allows anyone to create their own portals on there and put their video content up and without fear of being censored. This is a two-way this is a two-way operation. You can get all the channels. You can get everything you want. Uh, 
for for about half the price of anybody else. Plus, uh, you can use it to communicate. Right. You can use it for social television. Right. So it's like social media that you would normally do on your phone. Instead, it's a TV experience where you can engage in a live chat. You can um, communicate and comment and you can um, basically send money. You can buy products instantly. So when you're seeing a commercial, if there's something you like, you can add it to your cart or you can purchase it right then and there and with your remote. I won't uh, later on get five advertisements to buy something just like it again. No, you won't, because the way <laughs> the way our system is set up is the users pick their own advertisement experience. So they essentially tell us what they want to see more ads of. What are you What are you interested this is great. in? Yeah, this is absolutely great. So QUX dot TV is how you can find out about it. QUX dot TV, correct? Yes, that's correct. Now, Millie is also a commentator of her own, been on for some time and has a great deal of experience and some great podcasts. And I have Ted here with me and I have a game. I'm going to play a little, little. So it is quite obvious that Trump is ahead now by it's like, it's like uh, the way secretariat won the Belmont by an entire uh, 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 lap. I mean, a whole, he's got him lapped. Um, he's ahead by 40 points or something. And De Sanctimonious is in second place, but is he, but slipping. Not for long. I see him down to 13, 14. He had been at 25. He's down to 13, 14. Uh, he's going through the usual problems of a sinking campaign. He's getting rid of half his staff. Um, he's complaining that the messaging isn't good, whatever. Okay. Here's the, who will someone, I want to know from you, and I'll, I'll go back to this, the status. I didn't mean to be sarcastic. I was just being funny. Uh, I think we all believe somebody's going to replace him as number two. But I want I want everybody's guess as to who it will be. Right now, we're taking Trump out of this because he's you know he's going to be number one unless something goes wrong. So you have qualifying for the debate, aside from Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh Senator Scott, uh Chris Christie. Pence hasn't qualified yet, but let's assume he does. So who do you, who do you think becomes number two if DeSantis, uh, I mean, right not, now, not for, if, but when some DeSantis. of them are within like Haley and Ramaswamy and Scott are within two points of them right now. Well, uh, for your listeners, Mayor, of course, you had Vivek Ramaswamy on three or four months ago. Uh, so as you and I have been talking since February or March, I think Vivek, uh, if not, or if he's not already there, Vivek Ramaswamy is, uh, in a solid second place, and he will finish this thing in a, uh, a strong second place because he's not criticizing President Trump. He's focused on uh, actually a, a very much an America first uh, set of policies, and he's not uh, joining the Democrats and the, the establishment media by attacking Trump. What do you think, Millie? I think that DeSantis has labeled himself as anti-MAGA by competing directly with Trump. I think that it was a bad move politically. Uh, I don't think he should have done it. I think he should have held off and waited until 2028 20, mm-hmm. and then got Trump's endorsement. But now it seems like he betrayed Trump by running against him when Trump helped promote him. So he kind of has been marked as a Brutus. Um, and Vivek comes off as a very likable candidate. He comes off as personal. So you think he's number two? I do think he's probably going to be number two. He's very personable and he's utilizing social media in a way that 
DeSantis is not. I'm going to tell you who I think. I think Vivek is terrific, and I think he's going to go to number two. But I think Scott will end up there. I think Tim Scott will end up number two when it, when it's all said and done. Um, in some ways, Vivek is too much like Trump. So when it comes down to voting, the people voting for him are going to say, eh, let's vote for the winner. You know, so there's a little too much like him. And, and in that way, uh, the, the people that are voting for Vivek are almost voting for Trump. So I think ultimately when it, when it get when it gets down to, uh, like in New Hampshire, and uh, but I, I expect uh, the first person that will go into second will be DeSantis, and then I think Scott. I don't think Haley will. She's been out there too long. She's had too uh, too much of an opportunity. Uh, if she if she were going to do anything, she'd have done it two or three months ago. That's that's right, Mayor. And I have a question for you. Of course, oh, and and, and, and uh, pass. I, watch. No, I don't think Pence. I just Christy. think I think Pence is too dull. Uh, forget. The problems and issues with you know the the January sixth and all that, uh, Christie, uh, maybe maybe I, that would be my other my maybe, other maybe maybe because he makes so much noise he makes so much noise he's on every he's on a lot and you know I hate what he's saying but at the same time I, you have to I just don't think all that criticizing works yeah I just I think Christie comes off in a very negative way amongst at least the younger Republicans I mean. He the comes off as a rhino. Programs. Uh, Vivek has a program. Haley has a program. Scott's got a program. I don't know if Pence has a program. Pence has, I'll, I'll do everything that the Trump-Pence administration did, except it really was the Trump-Pence administration. It was the Trump administration. But, I don't remember him doing most of those things. But, Mayor, before Donald Trump announced he was running in 2015, would it be correct to say that Chris Christie uh, filled that lane for some people? Right by uh, eh. the 2016 election, Chrissy was, no, was supposed it, to be the top no, talking no, no, no. New it, Jersey, New York guy. It was uh, it was uh, uh, Bush who was going to win. Not uh, Bush was way ahead. Yeah, yeah. Bush was was the Bush, was the Bush crown was the favorite. Guy. But Christie was kind of he came in there as he was going to be the brash, tough talking uh, Republican from the North. It never worked. <laughs> it certainly didn't. In 16, uh, it ne- I mean, he did one thing in 16. He may do it again. Yeah. He just he destroyed uh, he Rubio. Destroyed, he destroyed Senator Rubio. I think it was like a one round knockout. <laughs> Boom, think, all of a sudden Rubio's on the floor. <laughs> what happened? I think anyone that steps on the debate stage with Trump is going to get they're going to be mopped. I mean they're they're just going to be destroyed. Um I think Vivek might be able to straddle that because he did find a way to both be his own independent candidate and also support Trump at the same time. Um so I could see Vivek in the future actually being maybe a VP or even somebody in Trump's administration and endorsing Trump. But really and truly, Trump's going to be the guy that wins this. We yeah, already I know that. Only, I see two possible VPs here, Vivek and Scott. They both could be VPs the way they're running their campaign. I don't think Nikki can't be. And Nikki has a little bit of the loyalty problem, too, having run out on the administration, you know, halfway through. Right at the end. Though. I know there's a bad feeling about that. Not Not with Trump. Not with Trump, believe it or not, but with Trump's people. They feel she walked out on them. Um, but So I don't think she has a chance of being a VP candidate. But Vivek does, and Scott does. Uh, Christy sure hell does it. I'll tell you that after what he's been doing. On the other hand, in a debate, he's the most dangerous guy. Yes, Christy. He could, he could take one of these people out. DeSantis needs capable. to watch himself. I mean, remember, Christy's going to. You, you say he took out Rubio. Rubio's a real smart guy. 
Rubio's no pushover. Uh, he is capable of taking out a Pence. The only one he couldn't possibly take out is Trump because Trump would just laugh at him. Mayor, should President Trump come to this debate or no? no? Totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous against every rule of politics. No, uh, Ronald Reagan didn't go to these debates when, when he was the, uh, you know, communicator in chief and the greatest communicator in the world. Why should you go to a debate when you're ahead by 40 points? What are you going to go ahead by 50? Yeah. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. All that can happen to you is I don't care who you are. I don't care how great a debater you are. Something can go wrong. You're totally out of your mind. Now, if somehow after the first debate, he starts to lose ground, he can rethink it. He can always come back in. But I would not, uh, I mean, and they're going to try everything they can to lure him into it. It'd be a sucker punch. I have another question for you, Mayor. Of course, North Dakota Governor Douglas Burgum is in the race. Who? Doug Burgum is his name. He's, and he's what? He's in the race for president. And he, he Doug offered Burgum. people, he made, he made the qualifications of the RNC <laughs> oh, yeah, rules the that- by offering people $20 uh, gift cards in exchange for a $1 donation. Isn't that bribery? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like bribery to me. I, I mean, Democrats do that. Is I questions for you on this, Mayor? Is that Republicans should we allow that? for that? And should the no, RNC? I don't, so. re- I, I don't think you can pay somebody to to sign your petition. What would your advice be to the RNC I know who York, set up these rules? Actually, in New York, it's actually a crime to pay someone to sign your petition. You you can't oh, even. Wow. I don't think I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm too bad. Andrew's not here because he he just went through all these rules. But he had to be very very careful. You can't even offer them like little gifts or anything. For their petition, for their oh, signature. for their signature. You can pay people to collect signatures, oh, no. Oh, no. but you can pay yes. people. Okay, okay, you but can you can't pay them for to the signature. collect signatures. Yes. Yes. But you can't go up Makes to you and say you're a Republican. Yes, yeah, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a free token for the subway if you if you sign my petition. Do you feel the RNC should change their rules? Well, somebody should teach them the law. I think. Yeah, it might be a bad idea. I can't see. How he wants to he be. He bought his way on debate. He wants to replace. He wants to be. He wants to replace the crookedest president in American history. And he's paying people for their signature. It doesn't make sense. I mean, we're going to say. For their donation. Yeah. I mean, at least Biden makes big money. This guy's like a penny ante little. <laughs> well, well, he'll be um, on the debate stage. Let's go to Peter in Colstead, New Jersey. Hello. You say you are an expert in opera that anyone can challenge you. Yeah, go ahead. So let's see. Go ahead. Names the opera and composer that this tune is from and win a opera lover's T-shirt and $5 bill. Ten seconds. Ten seconds up. What is I don't know that one. I'm sorry. Die Schulter guides das Leben Gebots by von Mozart. That's what it is. Da, what, what, wait, 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 wait. What was the name of that? <laughs> Die Schulter guides das Leben Gebots. That's not fair. Die Schulter guides by Mozart. You do not know. I win, Americano. Uh, what would you like <laughs> me to send you? I tell you what, send, send me a spelling of that. That was a beautiful name, but I, Daigutz Dabatsabutsa? It did sound familiar, though, I have to tell you. That wasn't, you didn't have to get off. That wasn't bad. Let's go to Gene in Westchester. You got an opera, Gene? Dabutz Dabatsa. Hey, Rudy. Yeah, Gene, Dabutz Dabatsa. Yeah, all right. You, you remember Bobolinsky? Cody, uh, I can't remember Bob Lynch. It was so long ago. What, did they disappear him? Well, don't you think some people that didn't see Tucker would like to see it? 
I think I I hope I mean I hope he's okay. But I mean he he talked to the FBI years ago. He gave them a very very incriminating evidence about Biden, and then the FBI have never talked to him again. Except you're right, he was on Tucker about eight months ago. The guy disappeared. Don't you think it's time for people to see who that is? Yeah, I, I think it's time to put him in front of the American people and have him justify again. Uh, I just I mean, want to get it on the air because you're saying it. You're right. We're missing it. I saw it. You saw it. But the rest direct, of the direct evidence. Bob Alinsky gives direct sworn evidence that the president of the United States is a big crook. We've got a guy sitting in the White House who, 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 and by the way, he even, he even, uh, contradicts the most recent version. Uh, the, the recent version is Biden was not in business with his son. Remember, Biden has been saying for 10 years, I never talked to my son about his foreign business. Now there are 20 witnesses that say that he did. So now the little liar that is his press secretary says, oh, no, no, he was not in business with his son. Bob Alinsky testifies under oath. He was in business with his son. It's time for Bob Alinsky for people to see it, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, Millie, what's your website? How do, so, people, get, how do people get to you and your comments on politics, the world, and you do, you do a, a great job. So you can go to millennialmillie.com to find out more about my articles, my videos, and also you can find all my different social media handles on there as well. Great, 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 great. So we're going to take a, uh, a break, and we'll be back with uh, the mayor's final thoughts. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's where you send your $11 a month contribution, and you will be helping that wonderful, wonderful organization build homes for our veterans, both military, law enforcement, and first responders, who become catastrophically injured in the line of duty and need help to be independent. And you will be helping the families of those who lose their loved ones. And it will be paying off the first mortgage, paying off, paying off the mortgage right away and then helping them with other things. And don't you want to be part of that? That's Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. You just send in your $11 a month and that'll help Frank Schiller and all the wonderful people there do this work for really the people in our society who, I mean, there's no doubt these are the best people in our society. And, and, and there's no doubt that the worst person in our society sits in the White House. And that is becoming a disgrace for this country. I, I wish there were some patriots in Washington that would start thinking about the country now, not even about the election, look, or about, oh, Harris isn't good enough. I don't think you get a choice with Harris isn't good enough. The American people put her there. Uh, the American people did put Biden there, but uh, Biden was a put there under false pretenses. Uh, the the hard drive uh, that I had that I put out, so I have a I do have a vested interest in it, was hidden by a bunch of scoundrels and bums that probably should all go to jail, including those fifty one liars who wrote the letter saying it had the earmarks of Russian information when. They either knew it was untrue or never even took a second to check and gave us the most crooked president in American history. And it'll be a big argument, but he may have done, he may have already done more damage to this country than any American president ever. 
Just think of the war in Ukraine. Is there anybody that doubts that that war would have taken place if Donald Trump had been reelected? Of course not. Putin would not have gone in. Putin is not a risk taker. Uh, in fact, Putin invaded three times in the last 15 years. The only time he didn't invade is when Trump was president. Do I have to prove it to you? He invaded under Bush. He invaded under Obama. And he invaded under Biden. And he didn't invade under Trump. So I don't think I have to prove to you that those people in Ukraine would be alive if we had not elected a lifetime criminal, weakling, and a man who's mentally impaired as president of the United States. Does he have to, is there anything else we need to get him the hell out? I don't know. The guy falls going up steps also. Uh, it is now uh, uh, said that they're shortening the steps on Air Force One so we can get up Air Force One. Uh, this is ridiculous. He can't remember where he is half the time. So you got two grounds on which he should be out, and he's a disgrace and embarrassing us. He goes to world conferences, and people laugh at him. And they laugh at America. I don't care if they laugh at him. They laugh at America. And then they find out what a crookie is, and they think we all are. Well, somebody's got to go talk to him that's got love for this country. I know you do, so pray for this country. Thank God you're an American, and God bless America, and I'll see you tomorrow.